0: listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey, everybody. It's John Barrett of the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. I am so glad to have you here, hopefully listening again to another episode. If it's your first time, welcome out. We hope to add value to you, to level you up as a leader so you don't level out in your influence and in your impact. Hey, listen, go to johnbarrettleadership.com to check out the leader guide that you can download for each episode as well as get some other great resources um, there. I've got some books. I've got a blog that comes out every Tuesday morning with tips and tricks and all kinds of tactics as a leader to help level you up and equip you to be the best you can be and to lead the best that you can. So we are going to jump into today's uh, conversation today. We are going to talk about the conflict compass. That's right, because the only thing worse than having conflict is having no conflict. Now, think about that for a minute. The only thing worse than having conflict is having no conflict at all. In fact, when you don't have conflict, that's an issue. That's a problem. Now, I'm not talking about unhealthy conflict, but I'm talking about healthy conflict. You've got to have conflict in order to grow. Think about it as a muscle. I mean, imagine if you went to the gym and you were going to work out and you said, you know what, I want to be the best that I can be. I want to grow to the strongest that I can possibly be, but I don't want it to have any tension. I want it just to be comfortable. I don't want to lift any weights. I don't want to run or exert too much energy to where there is tension. I just want it to be comfortable. Well, you would never grow. You would never reach your potential and your maximum strength because it takes tension in order to build, in order to grow. And it's the same thing with conflict, healthy conflict in an organization, in your relationships is a good thing. When there's some tension in a good, healthy way, it causes you to grow and to get better. So we've got to understand that that conflict is not something that we avoid, it's not something that is a bad thing, but it's something that can be very healthy and it can help us move forward if we have a compass to help guide us there and we don't get lost. Most people avoid conflict because they've gotten lost in conflict and they've found themselves in the middle of the wilderness, alone and confused and in bad shape because they've not known how to deal with conflict correctly. But when you have a compass that's, I'm going to equip you with today, I'm going to help you build this compass and how you're going to build it in your organization, with your team, in your relationships, that when you can use this comp compass, you're going to begin to navigate towards a healthy, true north where the whole organization is embracing healthy conflict and it's help helping. So listen, conflict is a normal and necessary part of life. Listen to that. It's normal and it's a necessary part of life. Conflict is not a sign that things are bad. In fact, healthy conflict is a sign that things are good. It's normal and necessary part of our life, right? Now, it can be uncomfortable, but it's also an opportunity for growth, okay? Unfortunately, many people avoid conflict at all costs. They believe that everything will eventually just go away, if they just sweep things under the rug, if they just let some time pass, and and if they just kind of, you know, don't look and don't tell and all that, and uh, just kind of keep quiet and, and don't say anything uh, to, to offend or ruffle anybody's feathers, and they just think that if they do that, it'll just go away. But this couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, not dealing with conflict can actually make things much, much, much worse in the long run. In fact, you're going to have way more conflict and unhealthy conflict if you don't deal with it quickly and with healthy conflict with a compass so that you can do this the right way. Now, leadership author Thomas Eisgar said this. Uh, I love this. He said, Conflict can destroy a team which hasn't spent time learning to deal with it. Now, that's good. Conflict can destroy a team which hasn't spent time learning to deal with it. Listen, we don't come out with with a compass about uh, for conflict. I mean, we're not born with a guide that says, this is how you deal with uh, conflict in your relationships and with people. None of us know how to do this thing. You've got to be taught. You've got to spend time learning on how to deal with conflict because it doesn't come natural to us. In fact, what comes natural is to avoid it usually. And, and, and that comes natural. But but we're not taught this stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, most people don't know how to deal with conflict, not because uh, they're, they're just, you know, ignorant people, but it's because they just haven't been taught. I mean, it's not that they, you know, they're, they're, they don't understand this stuff. It's that they just not been taught to understand how to deal with it correctly. All right. But when we learn how to deal with conflict, we can turn it into a ver- very healthy tool for relationship building, for innovation, for growth, but if we avoid conflict and, and ignoring how to handle it, we're going to limit our relationships. We're going to limit innovation in an organization. And ultimately, we're going to limit growth. You cannot scale if you do not have a compass to help you get to true north when it comes to conflict, right? Unfortunately, most teams do not spend enough time setting behavioral expectations for conflict resolution as a team. And the problem with not discussing how you and your team are going to handle conflict is that everybody's going to deal with it in their own way, which is a recipe for personality chaos, right? I mean, if you just allow conflict to take its natural, organic uh, uh, state, then everybody's just going to kind of live out of their personality. And so you're going to have some that are super aggressive personalities, and they're going to lean towards kind of destructive, dominating uh, uh, kind of behavior, and they're going to claim that, that, that they're just telling you like it is. I mean, this is good, this is healthy, but it's going to come across as so almost attacking. Now, if you leave it up just to everybody deal with it on their own, you're also going to have the other type on the other side of the spectrum, the passive type. And, and they're going to lean towards this, you know, kind of fake, you know, smile and kind of hiding behind all this stuff, avoiding really being honest and bold and being able to to kind of open up. And as a result, your organization is going to be a war-torn battlefield where only a few survive and none thrive. I'm telling you, if you leave conflict up just for everybody to deal with it the way that they see fit, then I'm telling you, it's a personality uh, chaos it's a recipe for personality chaos in fact uh, uh, Patrick Lencioni, the, the famous leadership author and just a great voice for leadership uh, he, he has a thing called the conflict continuum and it's basically this this kind of continuum line and in on the far left side of it is what he calls artificial harmony this is in an organization where everybody's just kind of fake everybody's just kind of acting like everything's good when it's not or they've got a, a, a concern about this project or this issue. But they don't say anything because they're afraid of conflict, so they just smile and just kind of agree and just don't give their input or anything like that because there's artificial harmony in the organization. It looks good on the outside, but it is eating away people on the inside, and it is destructive. Now on the far right side you have the, the the other side which is like personal attacks. I mean just you know the aggressive you know just kind of calling everything out as it is and yelling and you know just anger and all this kind of stuff and and that's unhealthy. So the bookends of this is unhealthy, but in the very middle of this conflict continuum, Patrick Lencioni talks about healthy conflict being in the middle where there's a balance of this where you know we're not artificial harmony and we're not just on personal attacks on the other side. But we've come to the middle and we're meeting there. Now, people will have a natural tendency to lean one way or the other. The aggressive types tend to lean towards that, just very dominating. And then the passive types tend to lean towards that artificial harmony. The goal is to get everybody to come to the middle and find the true north as a team and as an organization and for every relationship to be able to come towards the middle there. Now, this applies to you. What I'm going to teach you today not only applies to your team and your organization, but you can apply this to re- your relationships with a boyfriend, a girlfriend, with a spouse, with kids, with uh, relatives, with friends. I mean, you name it. You, this this is a universal truth. What we're going to talk about today, this compass that I'm going to help you build for conflict, is a universal truth that that transcends all relationships all walks of life, every domain of life, you can apply this to, okay? So the life coach in me is going to help you today, and the leadership coach is going to help you today uh, with the whole idea of conflict. So we've got to have a compass to help guide during conflict. It is vital, and most people don't have it. So here's the deal. Here's what's so important is that you've got to spend time as a team developing a compass. So how do you do it? All right, three steps that I'm going to give you today on how to develop your compass for your organization, for your relationships, for your life. You can apply it to any domain. Three things that I'm going to give you, three steps, that you can develop a compass to help you, the conflict compass. Number one is create it together. You've got to create a a compass and develop a compass by by working together. Together. So create it together. The compass has to have shared vision and values. I mean, this can't just be something from the top down where somebody just says, here's how we're going to deal with conflict here. And there's not buy-in and agreement with the team. So you've got to talk about it as a team. In fact, if you don't talk it out, you'll act it out. When it comes to conflict, if you don't talk it out, you'll act it out. In your behavior and your moods and all these kind of things. So the first step is create it together. You've got to develop a compass by creating it together. What do I mean by that? I mean that you've got to literally bring the team together or whoever's involved, your entire organization, every relationship, whatever it is. If it's a a wife and a husband, then you sit down and you talk it out. All right? If it's kids, you sit down and you create it together. And you've got to talk about how you're going to handle conflict before there's conflict. Did you hear me? You've got to talk about how you're going to handle conflict before there's conflict. You've got to deal with the issue before it becomes an issue. So you've got to get kind of the ground rules laid out. I mean, you've got to start this game right. Okay, think about sitting down. I I am a, I'm fanatical about this. I'm super competitive. So when it comes to family time and we get together and play games, I, I am like, I'm so competitive and I want to win by the rules. Right, which is like totally different than my personality because on the disc, I'm, I'm a high I. I'm an ID personality on the disc, if you're familiar with that. But I, I'm not really a rule follower. But when it comes to games, I'm so competitive, I want to know that we all played by the rules and we won. So before we start every game, I am fanatical about laying out all the rules. Like when we sit down, I can remember playing Scrabble all the time. And everybody get frustrated with me because I'll spend more time laying out the rules than I will on the game because I don't want to get into the game, and all of a sudden somebody says, well, yeah, I made up this word, or hey, this is uh, French for this, or hey, this is, you know, this language for that. I mean, I'm like, look, we got to lay out the ground rules. Are we using foreign languages? Are we not? Are we using just English? Are we using another language? What are we doing here? And what about this? And are we using old English or new? And I mean, I am fanatical about this because I hate getting into the game and all of a sudden everybody's playing by their own rules and then there's chaos and everybody gets into arguments and they're all mad at each other because like, I can't believe you didn't let me use this. So I am fanatical about no matter what game we're playing, I lay out the rules. Now, You've got to do this as a team. If your team doesn't know the rules to conflict, they don't know what True North is as a shared team together, then everybody is going to be for themselves, like I talked about earlier, and everybody's going to get angry because you're not dealing with it the quote-unquote right way. But the right way has to be agreed upon. So you've got to sit down as a team, literally, like have a retreat with your team, sit down in a meeting or whatever it is and spend some time talking about how are we going to deal with conflict, all right? And you've got to understand that people support what they help create, So if you can bring them in on part of the creation process of creating it together and and building a compass together, they're going to be more supportive of it rather than just somebody saying, here's how you're going to deal with conflict. One, two, three steps, and that's it. No, no, no. Get people's buy-in. Talk about it. Say, hey, what are we going to do when there's conflict? How are we going to handle it? What are we going to do when there's a disagreement? How are we going to approach this? How are we going to do all this? Listen, give them something to talk about so that they know how to handle it. Give individuals an opportunity to share their honest approach to conflict. I mean, let people open up. You may have some on your team that say, listen, I'm really uncomfortable with conflict. I just want you to know it's hard for me. And, and I just need everyone to know that. So when I come to you, I might be fumbling through my words and I might be really kind of nervous. So just be aware of that and give me some grace when I approach you. Others may say, hey, listen, I'm a little more direct in my, in my behavior, so I just need you to know that and help me, help temper me, maybe give me feedback to let me know, hey, it's a little strong right now. Can you kind of dial it down? I'm going to need that feedback because I tend to be pretty aggressive. So you've got to talk about this, though, as a team. you got to talk about the different personalities. you got to talk about what are going to be the shared vision and values as an organization, as a team, as a relationship in order to work this out. So I would encourage you to literally schedule a meeting, a retreat, something where you sit down and you talk about the rules and you say how are we going to create a great conflict compass so that we can navigate to a really healthy place okay so number 1 create it together that's how you develop your uh, conflict compass number 2 create usable tools all right so create usable tools so you you, you this can't be like philosophical and everybody just talking about how they feel about conflict no it's not about that it's about being able to give people real tools and strategies on how we're going to use this compass what are some techniques that we're going to do now I'll just give you a few because I work with a lot of teams where we talk about this in fact I do a lot of conflict resolution with teams and training and all of that so that they can build their compass so I'll just give you a few tools that that I use that I train people on that, that I've heard of that, that I've, I've some of these I've come up with on my own, and I've got all kinds of teams that are utilizing these, and it's helping tremendously. But here's what I mean by uh, create usable tools all right, you've got to build terminology, you've got to build practices. I mean, real stuff here, not just ideas like, well, everybody, we just need to make sure that we uh, uh, tell it like it is. No, 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 you've got to give them practices. So here's one for you I call it the done, did, do method done did do that when there's conflict you've got to start it in the right uh uh, um framework here and here's a way for you to gather your thoughts when you knew to approach somebody you talk about what was done and it's very factual it's very just you know hey jim the other day when we were in that meeting and you said these words and and you're going to repeat those words for example exactly what he said say hey remember when that happened So when you start with the done to do, you start with what was done. It's very factual. It's very much, you know, you just kind of calling out what happened. Now, there has to be agreement there before you move on. Because if Jim says, I didn't say that. Well, then it doesn't matter if you get into the did and the do because he doesn't agree on what was done. So you got to make sure that there's agreement there first on what was done. Hey, remember, Jim, when you said this? Well, yeah, I kind of remember I said something like that. Well, I I remember because it it was, you know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what what it did, but this was what was said the other day. Okay, well, yeah, okay, I remember that. Okay, well, here's what was done. Here's what it did, Jim it really made me uncomfortable. It really kind of put me on the spot. And and I I, I was a little bit offended by some of those words. And, and I know you probably didn't mean that, but that's what it did to me. So done, did, do technique, what was done and then what it did to you. This is where you can be a little more open. You can be a little more vulnerable. You can say, Hey, listen, this was kind of hurtful to me, or this really made me uncomfortable or whatever it is, whatever you've got to say, this is what it did to you. Okay. So you can be, you know, this is about you now. And then you move that towards this is what I would ask you to do moving forward. So you set that clear expectation of, hey, Jim, I just sort of appreciate it if you didn't say those words that you said because it just, it, it's kind of hard for me to, to grasp that. All right, so you done, did, do what was done, what it did, what you're asking them to do to move forward. Now, I've got so much I can train on this and teach on this that that maybe we just need to do a whole podcast on done, did, do because it is so powerful. It's helped so many people to gather their thoughts and just have a framework to deal with conflict rather than just starting off with what it did, right? Most people do that. They don't even talk about what was done. They just jump in and say, Jim, you really offended me. It's like, whoa, Jim's like, what are you talking about, Because he doesn't even know what was done. Because you didn't start with what was done. You just went right into the what it did. right? Or people jump right into the do and they don't even talk about what was done or what it did. They just come in and say, hey, Jim, you know what? Next time, could you not say those words, please? And Jim's going, whoa, whoa, you're setting an expectation. I don't even know what was done. I don't even know what it did. I have no context for this. And so it goes wrong. You have to work in the right sequence. This is what was done. And you get agreement. This is what it did. This is where I get a little open and honest. And then this is what I'm asking you to do moving forward. Can we agree to that? Can we work together on creating that? All right, so that's just one tool that I'm telling you about. Done, did, do. These are the kind of things that you've got to build within the compass. Give people frameworks for dealing with this. I have another one called um, the bold, humble rule. It's this, is everybody on the team in an organization has to be bold enough to say it and humble enough to receive it. So when people are on artificial harmony and they're not being bold, they're just hiding everything and they're not saying anything. No, 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 You, Everybody has to be bold enough to say it. You've got to be honest. You've got to give your honest feedback. So all those that are more passive, we're going to challenge them to be bold enough to say it. But... We've also, as a team, have to be humble enough to receive it. So when somebody is bold enough to say it, then you've got to recognize that, and you've got to be humble enough to receive it. Even if you disagree with it, you've got to be able to say, hey, I hear what you're saying. Hey, I appreciate you being bold enough to tell me that. Now, here's my perspective a little bit on that, um, but, but I can see where you're coming from. Okay, so bold enough and humble enough. Bold enough to say it, humble enough to receive it. There's another tool for you. In in your organization, you just always praise that. When somebody is humble enough to receive it, you say, hey, thanks so much. You know, it took a lot for me for being bold to say that, but I really appreciate you being humble enough just to receive that and have that conversation with me. So these are the things in organization that we've got to build, right? So bold enough to say it, humble enough to receive it, the bold, humble rule. There's another one. Just for some reference here, uh, organizations I work with, some of them have a 24-hour rule where they say, hey, listen, if something happened and it created some conflict, you've got 24 hours to think about it, sit on it, stew on it, whatever you got to do. But after 24 hours, we deal with it. We deal with it. You don't let it linger more than that. And if you do, then you are in the wrong at this point. All right, so they call it the 24-hour rule. As soon as something happens, we lead with speed and we deal with things before they become a bigger issue. 24 hours, and after 24 hours, if it's still sitting with you and and it's still an issue, then you deal with it. You make it happen. All right, that's another one. The other one is one I I call the uh, the HMU. HMU is what it is, and it's this. It basically stands for help me understand, the HMU method, right? And so the HMU method just says this. When you have something that goes wrong, you approach somebody and you just say, hey, help me understand a little bit what happened here. Hey, Jim, the other day, help me understand in the meeting uh, what was said here and, and, and what you're meaning by this, right? So the HMU, help me understand. That's just a leadoff kind of um, um, Kickstarter to say, help me understand what's going on, right? It's, it's, it comes from Stephen Covey, the whole idea of seek first to understand, then be understood, so many times we want to be understood, but we're not seeking to understand. So we approach conflict with this whole like, well, you need to understand this is what it did. You need to understand that that was hard and you need to understand that this was wrong. It's like, well, you need the first kind of the HMU method is help me understand what's going on, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, where this is coming from. Help me understand what was said here, why we decided to do that. Help me understand when you seek first to understand, then you're more likely to be understood. Okay, so these are just a few things right here. Okay, I just those are just a few tools. I got a whole lot more that we could talk about with conflict resolution and how to create a compass, but you need to have these. If your team does not have specific strategies and specific tools that you use, frameworks and rules and, 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 and a compass within this that is real stuff, then all you've got are philosophies and a whole bunch of talk and nobody's going to know how to deal with conflict at all. So you've got to create these buzzwords. You've got to create these techniques to help you. Now, here's what I would encourage you to do is you've got to bring in training. You've got to invite in new techniques and tips and all kinds of things. So this is why as a team, not only do you need to have the conversation and build the compass together, but you need to bring in all kinds of tools and resources to help you deal with this, right? You've got to be able to continue to train people in your organization to to learn how to do these things and and invite new opportunities in, new voices and that. That's why organizations will have me come in because they're saying, look, we need to get trained on this. So help us as a team deal with it. We don't all know together how to do it, so we want to kind of all bring it together and have that conversation. And I work with teams to develop that through these different methods and tools. So I would encourage you, create usable tools. Right? So how do you develop your, your conflict compass here is this. Number one, you create it together. Number two, you create usable tools for everyone to use. And number three, create check-ins. Now, here's what I mean by create check-ins. Listen, you can't expect a one-time training or a one-time shot at this thing or, or whatever it is to, to say, well, all is good now. We, we got conflict, right? Right. I mean, come on, we spend a whole retreat talking about this and what we're going to do. No, 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 no. You've got to check in with everybody and see how they're doing. You've got to bring accountability to the conflict compass, right? You, you, you've got to be able to use this thing and ask people, are you using it? How's it working? When someone comes to you and complains about somebody, say, hey, did you use the conflict compass? I mean, did, did, did you use this thing? did you use the done did do did you were you bold enough to say it humble enough to receive it did you work within the 24-hour rule the HMU did you say help me understand I mean again there's so many more we could talk about but you've got to hold people accountable to this so create check-ins for them I mean you need to periodically be talking about how you're going to deal with conflict not just a one-time meeting or a one-time retreat and then you're done no, no, no. you got to hold people accountable. you got to continue to have the conversation. Even as a team, every, you know, probably few quarters, you need to check in with your team and say, hey, how are we doing with, with healthy conflict? How are we doing with these tools? How are we utilizing them? How is it working? Is there anything we need to tweak? Is there anything that is not working, right? So create check-ins. Listen, tee up the conversations in continual reminders of conflict resolution and healthy conflict resolution right so you've got to be able to ask the team are you guys doing it how does everybody feel do we feel like are our, our, we're in that middle of healthy conflict or are we starting to kind of digress over to artificial harmony or are we kind of starting to lean towards that personal attacks what's going on because everybody you know will will, will kind of move away from healthy conflict i don't know why there that's probably a, a discussion for a whole other you know psychology podcast or whatever it is but for whatever reason we are drawn away from healthy conflict and we tend to either go to artificial harmony or or personal attacks it just happens depending on your personality you will always gravitate towards that it takes intentional effort to get back to healthy conflict I mean, it just does. I don't know why, again, a whole nother topic for discussion, but it's almost like we're drawn so many times to negativity. We're drawn to the worst behaviors. Without intentional effort, then we're going to break down. It's just like our bodies. If we don't put intentional effort to, to eat right and to get exercise and to move around, guess what your body naturally does? It naturally just wants to break down. It naturally wants to sort of be lazy in the sense of just kind of sitting around. But you've got to give intentional effort in order to get healthy. You've got to be very specific and disciplined in order to be in maximum health and in your maximum performance. That doesn't just come naturally. You don't just wake up better the next day. No, no, no. You've got to put forth effort there. It's the same way with your relationships and your organization. If you don't put forth intentional effort then you're always going to revert back to sort of a lackadaisical, lazy, apathetic state where you just go back to your default setting, which usually is unhealthy in many ways. So how do you change that? As a leader in your organization, in your team, in your relationships one-on-one, you've got to always be bringing the reminders of, hey, how are we doing with conflict? Are we putting forth the effort? putting forth the effort into it? So you've got to give feedback. Right? You've got to praise boldness and praise humility. Again, when people follow these things, you've got to point that out say, hey, good job over here. You know, I heard that we're, we're really following the done-did-do method. I've heard some conversations. This is great. I've used them. Hey, guys, I want to appreciate we've been really bold here lately to, to really give feedback. But let's remember we got to be humble enough to talk about it as a team, especially when we're talking about new ideas and creative things and innovative things. We've got to be open to let people have conversation and push back a little bit. Right. So praise these things in that don't go to silence or violence. Right. Live in the middle. Right. Crucial Conversations, a great resource, by the way, a great book, a great training that you need to get. If you never looked into it, one of the best books out there, I think, on how to have conflict resolution and give feedback and all that Um, crucial conversations. Phenomenal resource. But they talk about in there that we tend to resort to either silence or violence. When we're out of the circle of safety and it gets unhealthy, we either shut down the silence or we lash out in violence. It's one of the two. So, when your team is doing one or the other, you know that you're not in healthy conflict. If you kind of, if the if people on the team or the team is shutting down in silence and they're not opening up and they're not engaged in having those good conversations and pushing back on things, then they've re- resorted to silence. But if we go to violence and we're just kind of lashing out, we're being a little bit critical and and all those things, then we know that we've gotten out of that circle as well and we're going to violence. But everybody will either go to silence or violence when they're in their unhealthy state. But when we are intentional about being healthy with conflict and we pull out the compass and we do all these things, then you are going to be able to navigate conflict. So again, just kind of repeating some things here. If you don't talk it out, you're going to act it out. So how do you develop a compass? Number one, create it together. Get together and talk about how you're going to have conflict. I listened to a marriage counsel the other day who talked about the reason that most couples have problems is because they don't know how to fight. They don't know how to fight correctly. They're, they're, it's like street fighting, and it's kind of like, every, you know, no rules and that. But when you get into the ring and you have some order to this, there is good in fighting. It's it's kind of like boxing or that. We've actually turned it into a good sport where it's fun and and and, and healthy and it's okay. But, man, when you resort to street fighting and just kind of that, it's going to be bad news. It's, it's Someone's going to get really, really, really injured here because there's no rules. So get together and create the compass together create usable tools that you can use and create check-ins that are going to help you to continue to train continue to talk about it continue to have conversation about it this is not a one time in the beginning of the year kind of rah 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 we're going to deal with conflict and then we never talk about it again no constant doing it so I hope this helps you today a little bit with conflict and how to have it and you can create a conflict compass in your relationships with your team with whoever it may be make sure that you build a compass so that you can navigate it correctly hopefully it's been helpful to you guys today listen remember to go to um, leadership.com. you can check out my books and blog and other podcast episodes where we cover all kinds of things to help level you up as a leader so you don't level out in your influence and your impact we'll see you guys next month. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.